KLVZ and KLVZ HD Brighton, KLVZ FM on 94.3 and 95.3 and streaming at legends953.com. Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And we are back here at the Garden Wise Show on Legends 810 with the Garden Wise Guys. Jim Borland and Keith Funk taking your phone call about your garden question. And before we get into that, you've been dying to learn that in 1946 on this date, the Pirates, Pirates won their game over the Cincinnati Reds 3-2 to two in Fordsfield. Okay, you, like you, you can wake up, me up now. I just <laughs> like to keep people up to date with these things. <laughs> All right, our phone number here is 303-477-2473. Carol dialed those numbers in the correct order and is on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, guys. What's Good going to talk on? To you this morning. I have grass growing up in my sweet woodruff. Uh, a lot of it. And it, I can't just pull it. It comes back. What do you suggest? You have two... Uh, two, cho- two products that you can use, uh, you can choose from. One of them is a ready-to-use product that's made by Ortho. It's called Grass Be Gone. And it is, okay. a, it is a product that s- specifically kills only grassy plants. Okay. So it won't hurt your sweet woodruff. And, okay. and the trick to using it, as well as the, the second one I'm going to give you, is to let the grass get tall you know, eight or ten inches if you can stand it, keep it well watered. Uh, it, it is. It is. We can't seem to get it under control. Okay. Uh, and then and then while it's that tall, uh, on a nice warm day like we're having, uh, give it a good spray. And it takes about two weeks before you see anything happen. Oh, okay. All right. And it'll, that'll, that should kill the majority of it. And you might have some re-sprout here and there and just let it get a little tall and hit it again. Now, if you've got a large area where you don't want to buy a ready-to-use trigger spray bottle uh, because you'd have to buy multiples of them, then you can buy a concentrate. Uh, But Ortho doesn't make the concentrate, so you have to go to a different brand called Fertilome. And their product Mm -hmm. in the concentrate is called Over the Top. Okay. And you use it the same way. So grass be gone and over the top. Yes. Correct. Yes. Now, you might also want to spray around the plant. I'm suspecting that you have a lawn coming up next to these plants. Yes. You might want to yes. spray around them uh, you know, for a distance of about six inches to kill that grass, too, because it's going to continue wanting to come back in again. Okay. And so I would, I would also take a, a spade or, you know, a flat square point type shovel and just go along the edge and, and just sever any attachments from the main lawn grass oh, okay. and, and okay. try to stick that spade down in the ground a good six or eight <laughs> inches deep. It has metal edging, but apparently that's not successful. It's, it's past its successful. 
Yeah, bluegrass will will definitely. I mean, it holds it back a bit, but bluegrass seems to find its way underneath. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, a sharp a sharp a long, square point will work. Okay, we have that, so we can, we can do that. Um, we continue to have um, purslane and some other uh, weeds that I don't know the name of that we just cannot get under control in my flower bed. We we put in preen. Um, mm-hmm. We have sprayed the weeds that come up with um, Roundup. We have pulled them. Um, you know, I don't know what else to do with them, but I continue to have, you know, it's an inch tall today, and tomorrow it's 12 inches tall. Mm-hmm. Long. Um, yeah, this, this time of year, this time of year, purslane and spurge are both a real problem. Spurge looks like a smaller version of purslane, and when you break the stems, there's this white milky juice that comes out, and, and right. that, that right. seems to grow just horizontal right against the ground. And uh, There's another one that's tall. It has a little seed top. Okay. Um, do you have a mul- are you, do you have a mulch on the ground? We do not. That would go a long way uh, in preventing it. The problem with a lot of these weeds, like purslane and spurge, is you probably got a bank of seed in the ground uh, from previous uh-huh. years, and that seed lasts for decades <coughs> in the soil, just waiting for its opportunity to germinate. And part of that germination process is being exposed to light. So if right. you if you can put a a, a bark mulch uh, or a, a grass clippings mulch or anything on the soil that will cut the light out from getting to the soil surface, okay. that okay. that will cut a lot of that. Yeah, do that problem. after you pull all the existing weeds, though. There you go. Sure. You bet. You bet. Yeah, and these are what you're describing are all annual weeds. So I really wouldn't I would wouldn't waste the money on the Roundup uh, because these are all going to be easy to pull up and it, and they, they won't resprout. So just okay. just just hand pull them and then mulch about a, at least an inch deep. What what's your recommendation for the mulch? So the real fine stuff, the bigger stuff, the stuff that what is that stuff that's light? Um, Oh, it sticks together. Um, the shredded cedar or gorilla shredded, hair? Right. Well, yes. I, I love the gorilla hair product. I love that product to death. It's okay. great for perennial beds and even annual beds. But it's one of those, one of those mulches that if you're using it in your annuals, um, you want in the, in the fall when you're cleaning up uh, or in the spring before you, before you dig to amend the soil, you want to rake it off. You don't want to dig it into the ground. Okay. So, um, but yeah, the gorilla hair works great. The shredded <coughs> cedar. I like the pathway bark, even the fine bark. Um, I'm not, I mean, the, the, uh, the medium and coarse bark nuggets that are out there are great as far as decorative, but they don't serve the purpose that we've been discussing. Okay. Okay. So the, the uh, fine bark. The fine or the pathway bark or the shredded okay. cedar types. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, I will I will use grass clippings in my vegetable garden, and it works great. But the key to using grass clippings is to dry them out first. So lay them out on your patio or your driveway or something for a day, so they're nice and crispy before you put them on the ground. Yeah, we have a service that cuts our lawn. Oh, okay. And we see no we see no grass clippings at okay. all. Okay, I got gotcha. you. They in a catcher, <clears> so they <throat> take it with them. Yeah. 
Well, if you're if you're if you are there if you are there when when they are cutting the grass, they'll probably let you have all the grass clippings you want. <laughs> you, you think? Yeah. So get a pitchfork out, and you you could have a whole truckload on your lawn, pretty or on your driveway, pretty quickly. So any of these mulches that I I use, I need to pull those back when I'm getting my soil ready to plant in the spring. Yes, yes. Is that what you're saying? Okay, mm-hmm. you don't just plant through them. You you right. You don't want and do you don't want to you don't want to mix back. wood products into the soil. Okay. All right. That's yeah. what I was. Yeah, it's fine about. on top of the soil, but don't mix it in. Okay, so we'll pull that back and then kind of start all over again with it. Yeah. And and I should I can use that around my have a problem with the grass in my um or grass and weeds in my roses because they're right along the fence. That'll help that as well. Belt. Yes. Yeah, we're on a green belt, so we get um, just a variety of of things that. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure you do. Out. Yeah, the wind will bring a lot of that stuff in. It does. And it creeps in underground. One other question is that, yeah, and it, and we are, I mean, this bed is right next to the fence, which is an open, it's um, a rail fence. It's not a, oh, sure. a six-footer. Yeah. It's one of those that the HOA allows you to have. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I we uh, have never planted pompous grass in our yard, but we have five very healthy, sturdy pompous plant, grass plants. Um, our next-door neighbor used to have them. And they took them all out, but they came over here. And they're in places that I don't particularly want them to be. How are they difficult to get out and get rid of? Or if they've if they've been in the ground if they've been in the ground several years and they've built up a a good sized plant, you might find it a little difficult to dig them out. But it certainly can be done. I've done it. <clears throat> but I found also that before I even attempt to do that, I take the, the shovel I'm going to use and take it into the garage and I sharpen, put a nice sharp edge on it so you can okay. cut those roots. They're really tough. Um, I remember the neighbors got a um, chainsaw when they were taking them down. Well, that would take down the top of the plant, but you, you really need to get the roots out yeah. too. Or at least up. You don't need to go. You don't need to go very deep. You just have to go into the crown of the plant and and cut those. Okay. And I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't use a chainsaw on that because you'll run into some rocks and then rocks and chainsaws don't go together. I know. Well, we would not do that. But I was just indicating that they were so tough to get out that my neighbors were using a chainsaw. Yeah, I understand. Mm So, but it, do we need to treat that area that we pulled them out to keep no. them from growing back? No, they won't come back. Okay. If you can get underneath the crown of the plant, and I'm talking only okay. only the two or three inches tops. Oh, good. Okay. But All there's right. a lot okay. of roots there. Okay. All right. Well, I, they're just coming up. They just came up in places that I, they came up, or this one is right next to my hydrangea, and it's, uh, um, the hydrangeas being blocked from oh yeah oh absolutely yeah. yes I need, I now, young that out. young plants that had only been you know on the ground for a year or two those can easily be moved oh. to a better location but the older plants are, are not going to take to transplanting very well at all so yeah just dig them out yeah i'm glad i'm guessing four or five years and some of them have been there 
longer than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one I want, the ones I want to get rid of, are probably four or five years. There's a couple of them that are just um, in the wrong place. Okay. Well, expect to do a lot of sweating. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, you know this man that cuts my grass. Mm-hmm. He's great with a shovel. Oh, good. <laughs> good. good. Even better. <laughs> I'm going to call him. He. He he does maintenance and landscaping, so uh-huh. uh, that's his project. I think I'll just uh, pass on to him. Excellent. But it can be done. Yes. Okay. Hey, thanks for your help, guys. Is you bet. Right? Thanks for your call, Carol. Okay. <coughs> bye bye. I just learned something this morning. Don't ask me what I was reading, but I was reading something. And what were you reading? <coughs> I told you not to ask me. <laughs> and they and they were discussing hydrangeas and also the derivation of the word hydrangea. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> loosely translated, it means water vessel. Exactly. <laughs> Which tells you a lot. It tells you right in the name what it wants. <laughs> That's right. Lots of water. Uh-huh. All the hydrangeas. And that includes during the winter. They don't like to go dry in the no. winter either. <coughs> Probably not as much water in the winter, but definitely no. don't want to go dry. And we have dry winters. We can have a dry winter. Yeah. And we have no idea what this winter coming up is going to be. No idea at all. I, they make projections. And, and look to the projections where they have these things are going on in the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. And I've forgotten the names of these things. El Nino. El Nino and then Nina. Nina. And yeah. they're, they're so close together, I can never remember which is which. Right. Well, and, and, they, and they show a map of the United States of whether you're going to have a Worse winter or, 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 or dry winter or wet winter or lots of snow, not so much snow. And there always seems to be a line drawn from northwest Colorado to roughly southeast Colorado, <laughs> which, which cuts Denver right in half. Yeah, exactly. About whether or not it's going to be you know, good or a bad winter. And what is your definition of a good or a bad well, winter? Well, left up to the reader, I guess. I, I guess, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. But I guess it never seems to be the same winter twice. No, no. You can tell what average, uh, what an average winter here is. We get uh, 60 inches of snow. And if you think about it, well, it's a lot. It's like five feet. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah, Half an inch at a time. <laughs> yeah, half an inch at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and gone the next day, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, again, don't count on snow to water your landscape. No, and don't count on uh, La Nina or El Nino. What is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those. <laughs> to tell you how much uh, snow we're going to get this winter. Because yeah. it seems like we're always on the cusp. Of more or less. Yeah, exactly. Which is the definition of gardening around here. Yeah, you get more or you get less. Well, you know, that's there's a definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, over and, over and expecting a different result. Well, that works in gardening. <laughs> you can do the same thing over and over again, and each time you'll get a different result. <laughs> that's right. You will. <laughs> so what, does that mean we're insane? Yeah. I don't know. As I gardeners? Know. I We were talking, you were talking uh about the situation up in the northwest of this country, uh, how dry it's been and how hot it has been, oh, yeah. and how totally unprepared people are for this. Absolutely. They don't know that they're supposed to water. Yeah. Water? You don't need to water. What's the irrigation system? We don't need that. They don't have air conditioning up there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and as a consequence, a lot of their plants up there are suffering badly. Badly. Oh, my goodness. Especially the Japanese maples. Well, now I now remember where I saw this hydrangea water vessel definition. It was in the same article. They were showing pictures of the camellias in this guy's yard. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, bef- sort of before and after. Before, it's absolutely gorgeous. And then 
after this hot spell, all the leaves are burnt up. Yeah. Just terrible, terrible. And all they can do is hope that the, the buds that they set for next year will be good. Yeah. And, and leaf out normally next year. I haven't read the have entire, a year. entire article yet, but I, I'm going to bet he doesn't mention there anywhere at all that he could he could have bypassed all this by watering. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which oh. they don't normally do. No, no. Well, let's see. We've got Daniel waiting to talk to us out in Westminster about some bulbs. Good morning, Daniel. Thanks for calling the GardenWise guys. Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, I think I just have a quick one. You were talking about bulbs and heat and cold, etc. a little bit earlier. Uh-huh. The tulips were fabulous this year, absolutely beautiful. Yes, they were. Right next to them, the gladiolus didn't even show up at all this year. Well, they're and typically not hardy in the ground through the winter here. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. I, I figured as much, but they have come up for several years uh-huh. and, and blossomed nicely. And we've left them in the ground, and they. It, my feeling is it's probably too dry, but uh, are you suggesting we dig them up in the fall? Yes, if you want to be assured that you're going to get uh, bulbs to come up in the, in the spring. Or, or corms, which they're more technically called. But, yeah, dig yeah. them up in the fall, dry them off, and then just keep them indoors over the winter and then replant them in the, in the late spring. Uh-huh. So do you think they just took the year off? You don't think they're dead? No, they're, I suspect they're gone. Really? Yeah, you can dig in that area now if you want. I don't think you're going to find anything. I'm going to look at them. Hmm. That's good to know because they had come back in years past and yeah oh yeah that, yeah 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 if That's you had them on the south do. side of your house they would probably come up every year yeah or next to the foundation <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They, well that's it's ironically that's all you know they're southeast facing and they are pretty close to the foundation they just something they just didn't make it yeah there. this wasn't quite close enough to the foundation apparently <laughs> i i have seen cannas come up year to year, from year to year right mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. at the on the south side uh, up against the foundation but uh-huh. there's that cold year that comes by and says nope sorry not close yeah. enough to the foundation yeah and i have a funny feeling that the way gladio <clears throat> the way gladiolas grow is they replace the entire bulb each year and so you get one bulb growing on top of another, on top of another. And so eventually they start to work their way toward the surface of the soil. Uh-huh. And then they become less hardy. Uh-huh. Because they're closer so, to the soil surface where it's got to actually getting colder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very, uh, very interesting. Okay, very good. Uh, thank you so much. So yeah, so... Dig them, dig them up each fall. Yeah, and go ahead and look and see if you have them. If not, uh, you'll be visiting your garden center and get some gladiolus corns. Yes. Yeah, I know people yeah. who grow gladiolus every year, and they don't even bother digging them. They just buy new bulbs yeah. every year. Yeah. I see. I got gotcha. you. <clears throat> okay, gentlemen, thank you for your time. You bet. You bet, Daniel. Thanks for your call. <laughs> Take care. And having answered that question, we will answer a couple more when we get back from this short break here on Legends 810. Do you have insects on your roses? Do you have borers damaging your trees and shrubs due to stress or the drought? 
Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench is a great product that will give you season-long protection against many insects. Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench can act as a preventer or a curative for insects that suck or chew on leaves or bore under the bark. This is the easiest product to use. Simply measure, mix in a bucket, and pour around the base of the tree. No messy spraying involved and an application can last up to one year. Protect your trees with Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench. Find it at a local independent nursery, garden center, or a hardware store, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com. It's like the difference between soft, gentle rain. And a monsoon! That's how I compare the effect of a Dram Rain wand on plants to the hard blast of a typical spray nozzle attachment to your garden hose. Water flows through 400 tiny holes in the Dram Rain wand's soft shower nozzle to bathe and refresh your plants, not damage them or wash away soil. Its handy reach handle has a 60 degree bend and conveniently extends to more distant garden rows and hanging baskets. And there's a fingertip shutoff valve. No wonder professional growers in the greenhouses and nurseries use DRAM watering tools. Today, there are imitators, but nothing matches the superior quality of the original, invented over 50 years ago. They're simply the best. DRAM watering tools are available at Tagawa Gardens, Nick's Gardens, Jared's Garden Center, and Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse. The Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden annual summer clearance sale is now in progress. It may be hot, but you can still put in new plants. Think about it from the plant's point of view. Would you rather wait out the summer in a hot plastic pot or sink your roots into some nice garden soil? Jared's has a great assortment of shrubs and perennials in stock. Think about adding Rose of Sharon, a beautiful shrub in bloom now. Russian sage, that purpley thing blooming all over town, or some Barbary for a good accent of color all season. On the flower end of things, check out the enormous variety of stunning cone flowers, the cherry coreopsis, or the plants that pollinators and hummingbirds love, such as salvia and hyssop. Jared's is now in their 42nd year serving the Southwest Metro area. Visit them today at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton, Hours are 9 to 6 weekdays and 9 to 5 weekends. Hope to see you soon. Summer savings is in the air at Nick's Garden Center and Farmer's Market. Take 30% off trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials, ornamental grasses, vines, and roses. Now is the time to plant, and we have a great selection. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff is here to help you design that beautiful garden you've always wanted. Planting and delivery are available. The time is ripe at our Farmer's Market. It's loaded with Colorado peaches, homegrown sweet corn and tomatoes, Rocky Ford cantaloupes, and lots more. Chili roasting is in full swing choose from mild medium hot and extra hot varieties from pueblo and hatch we are located two blocks north on Iliff on chambers road in aurora also visit us at nicksgardencenter.com are your hanging baskets window boxes and patio pots suffering from the dog days of summer have they lost that greenhouse fresh look 
More than likely, they're starving for a little attention and some Fertilome General Purpose Triple 20 plant food. This easy-to-use, water-soluble fertilizer is like an all-you-can-eat buffet for your potted plants. The nutrients are immediately available for the plant roots to absorb, providing the fuel your plants need to produce lush, green foliage and a bigger, brighter flowers, guaranteed. Your house plants will respond beautifully too, so if you'd like to get back that greenhouse fresh look at your home, get out there and buy some Fertilome Triple 20 plant food from your local independent Fertilome dealer. It's guaranteed to grow healthy, happy plants or your money back. You'll find Fertilome Triple 20 at Jared's Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 on Legends. Summer savings is in the air at Nick's Garden Center and Farmer's Market. Take 30% off trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials, ornamental grasses, vines, and roses. Now is the time to plant, and we have a great selection. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff is here to help you design that beautiful garden you've always wanted. Planting and delivery are available. The time is ripe at our Farmer's Market. It's loaded with Colorado peaches, homegrown sweet corn and tomatoes, Rocky Ford cantaloupes, and lots more. Chili roasting is in full swing choose from mild medium hot and extra hot varieties from pueblo and hatch we are located two blocks north on Iliff on chambers road in aurora also visit us at nicksgardencenter.com and we are back with extra ears and to all the better to serve you. There you <laughs> there go. There you go. All right. Who else do we have on the well, line Well, I, I just want to mention one thing. I heard the ad for Nick's. Um, they're having a big 30% off sale. And and it's through, I think, through August. Pretty sure it's through August. Uh, 30% off their trees and shrubs and evergreens and vines and, and roses and grasses <coughs> and perennials. And just about anything you can point at that's alive, <laughs> except their house plants. Uh, is thirty percent off. Well, there you go. Go out there and buy lots of stuff. No doubt, they got a lot of good stuff still. Oh I, yeah, I bought some stuff last weekend. Oh yeah, and that thirty percent off is that's the employee discount. Yeah, you're buying at employee prices. Do you get thirty on top of the thirty? No, no. And <laughs> <laughs> soon to be giving it away. Yeah, no kidding. All right, let's get back out to the phones. Let's see who's up next. That's going to be Connie out in Kiowa. Good morning, Connie. Hi. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Sure. Ab- absolutely. Thanks for so, calling us. So uh, my, I've got a problem with my uh, potentillas that my landscape architect husband is even stumped at. Uh-oh. So he suggested I call you. All right. So, Tell us about uh, they're it. About, they're about 15 years old. They're next to some... Uh, buffalo junipers east side of the house and they've never really done real well they they're doing they do okay and uh, you mentioned with your last caller about watering over the winter and so i was doing that this year and boy that helped everybody 
Oh, good. And uh, they were doing real well, but they seemed to, and I noticed it last year, but definitely this year, all of the leaves just turned kind of a rusty brown color. I suspect spider and they're mites. And I suspect oh, spider okay. mites, especially since they're near junipers. Uh-huh. Now, how would I know? Are they, are they visible? or? Yeah, what you do is you take a piece of <coughs> typing paper out there. Or uh-huh. co- copy machine paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody types uh-huh. anymore, do they? <laughs> oh. uh, so you go out there and you <laughs> hold that. yourself. I know, right? Um, you <laughs> hold it up next to the bush and just smack the branches to knock anything off the leaves that you can onto that typing paper. And then, oh, you, okay. and then you put your reading glasses on and look real closely. <laughs> then you look real closely at that piece of paper and see if there are any dusty looking speckles that are moving around. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and then what would you recommend I spray on those guys? Uh, the only thing that I know of that has an actual miticide in it, because m- spider mites are not an insect, they're an arachnid. They're related to spiders. Oh, okay. They have a different mm-hmm. body chemistry. So normal insecticides really don't work well on spider mites. Uh, so the only okay. one I know of that has a good miticide in it is produced is made by Bayer. And it's called okay. their 3-in-1. <clears throat> okay. And it has a miticide, and it's a good one. It works really well. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. apply that to the plant um, and make sure you get up underneath the leaves as well. Oh, Okay. If okay. you can. Now, are they killing it, or are they just making the leaves they're, go brown? They're sucking it dry. And in the process, uh, yeah, they're sucking all the juices out of it. So they're not killing okay. it, but they are weakening <clears throat> it. So that over a period uh-huh. of years, if this happens over and over and over again, each year they're going to get a little punier until something else, something does take them out, like an extra cold winter or an extra dry summer or something like that so mm-hmm. one thing that you can do to help is to give them some extra water right now okay 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 well they're on the rotation with some new shrubs that went in last year so uh i'll just beef them up and they get to go on the perennial one so there okay you go. there you are all right well thank you so much you you're bet. welcome thanks for calling this morning <clears throat> have a great day you too connie bye-bye bye might also add, if they're that old, they might um, benefit by being rejuvenated. What is that, Jim? And that means uh, next spring, early or late winter, early spring, cut the whole thing to the ground. The whole thing? Whole thing. Not it, just the oldest stem. No, no, just cut them all down. I have a neighbor that did that. Actually, he did it in the middle of summer. Still worked, I bet. It did. (laughs) (laughs) They they were grand the next year. God, they were great. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. And that that holds true for a lot of shrubs out there, but, you know, potentil is a good one. If they get old and woody, they just stop blooming as well. The flowers get smaller. That's right. And and like Jim said, just in late March or so, mid to late March, cut them to the ground. Don't leave a stubble. And I would uh, uh, start applying that miticide spray um, as soon as it starts growing next spring. Mm-hmm. And then keep it up uh, periodically throughout the summer. Since they're right next door to a mite producer, junipers. Yeah, junipers are the worst for mites. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I read all the time that potentilla is supposed to be a drought tolerant. It ain't. It's not. It is not drought tolerant. It is not xeric. 
it likes water. <clears throat> and yes, it is native to our mountains. It is. Where I, there's lots of water. I have seen them grown with their feet in water. Exactly. For all of the spring. Mm-hmm. And they just love it. Yes. So it's not a dry land plant. I don't care what your landscaper tells you. I guess in, in South Carolina where they get, you <laughs> know, 80 <laughs> inches of rain a year, if they only got half that, they'd still be happy. Yeah. They get 40 inches, which is three times as much as we get here. So. Exactly. But no, up in the mountains where they grow natively, they, they get far more water than we get down here. And that's what they like. And I don't think our, I haven't seen anybody follow up on this in years, literally, <clears throat> but the ones on the market today, the potentials on the market, all the different colors are really not from this country anyway. Right. They're from Asia. Originally. Oh, from Asia. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. A lot of plants in Asia are the same plants we have here, species-wise. Mm-hmm. They look different, but they, you know, they've been separated for 100,000 years. At least. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. And, and, and like I said, other plants, other than <coughs> potentilla, uh, benefit from this rejuvenation pruning in the early spring before they leaf out. And what would those plants be? Let's, let's name off some good ones, like uh, the, the spireas. Oh, any yeah. of the spireas, oh, yeah, any absolutely. of them. Yeah, yes. They do, you know, cutting them to the ground, they'll pop Can, right back and yeah. bloom the same year for most of them. Can only help most of them. <laughs> yes. Um, honeysuckle shrubs. Another one that's good to cut down. Mock orange. Yep. What else? Oh, well, you can do that with lilacs. You can do it with uh, mm-hmm. forsythias. You can do oh, it yeah. with uh, almost, any, almost any spring-blooming shrub. Shrub. And some of the, let's say, I wouldn't do it with viburnums. That, that could be no. tricky. No. Yeah. No. But uh, some of the other type of shrubs in the, in the landscape, one good one in, in my mind is uh, Mahonia, uh, Oregon Grey Poly. Yep. If it gets too big and leggy, cut it to the ground. Yep. And the new growth is, is good-looking growth. I yeah. Mean, it's really nice foliage. Sumac is another one. Yeah. Cut it to the ground. If it gets big and leggy and looks silly, then don't just cut it back. Cut it to the ground. And I'm kind of wondering about a number of native, native shrubs, which there isn't a whole lot of experience in how to treat them. But I suspect things like Apache plume could be cut to the ground, too. It can, and, and right fernbush does, too. <clears throat> so there are a lot of things out there you can do that. Uh, dogwoods. Dogwood shrubs. So if, if you have an itch to shear things and we're telling you, no, don't do that, here, here's, 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 here's a way that you can shear a number of shrubs right to the ground if you have that itch. Yes. Okay. But do it in the early spring, yep. late winter, before the stuff leaves out. Yep. That's when to do it. Not in the fall, not in midsummer. All right. Uh, let's, uh, what time we got here? Yeah. Let's get out and talk to Chuck and Parker about his aspen tree. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, guys. Enjoy your show. Well, thank uh, you. What's before, going on? Before I get to my uh, question on the aspen, in regard to what you were just talking about, uh, I've got a uh, potentellate that's 25 years old, and uh, it is doing great. It's huge. Good. Your advice to cut it down uh, at the base, would I be taking a chance in doing that? I don't think so, if you do it at the proper time of the year. 
Oh, but okay. it's not something you have to do. I no, mean, you if, it's, if, if it looks it's, great, no, yeah, don't if it do looks it. good, don't no. bother. Okay, okay, uh, very good. Uh, in regard to the uh, aspen tree, my concern is that I have a lot of shoots coming from the yes. uh, mother aspen tree. Yes, and I have followed your advice about uh, pulling the small ones out. Okay, especially when they're wet. But uh, throughout the decades, uh, I'm getting too old to do that. And my question is this. When the mother aspen tree dies, what uh, will those shoots, well, I still have to be concerned oh, about yeah. the shoots in the group. Absolutely. Yes. One of the ways they rejuvenate aspen stands in the mountains is that they cut everything to the ground. And what comes up is a proliferation of new shoots by the thousands. Now, over the years, they thin themselves out. But, yes, uh, if you cut down the mother tree, then you you can expect many, many more shoots the following spring. Even if the mother tree dies naturally, <coughs> which they have a tendency to do down yeah. here, you'll still get a proliferation of shoots. And... One way that I have found that works really nicely of dealing with them, rather than getting down on my hands and knees or bending over to pull them, is to get a long-handled dandelion digger and just shove that down in the ground and sever it. And that makes it a lot easier. Or even a spade. Yeah. Something you can stand up and use. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, here again, I would advise sharpening the blade on that. And just uh, shove it down at an angle underneath each one of those shoots. And you should be able to reach down and just pull the shoot out then. Boy, I was hoping, hoping, hoping I would hear something uh, less labor intensive. Oh, <laughs> okay. I wish I could tell you they had a spray out there that kills they do. only asthma. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. There isn't one of those, but there is something that will that might work well for you called Sucker Stopper. And that's, a, again, a spray product that you spray on the sapling or the, or the uh, stem that comes up and leaving uh, with all the leaves left on it. You spray the leaves, and uh, over time, that uh, product will get down and it will cause the, the, that sapling to, to die right, uh, ne right, right next to the mother, mother root. Okay, and who makes Sucker Stopper? That's made by a company called Monterey. Okay, and what is the uh, major ingredient in it? Do you know? Naphthalene acetic acid. Oh, yeah, NAA, you're right. Uh-huh. NAA. Yeah, that's the abbreviation. There's also <clears throat> a, a, a product, the same product, the same exact material, in another brand that's made by Bonide, and it's called Sucker Punch. So look for Sucker Punch or Sucker Stopper, either one of those. Um, you'll see the price tag on it, and you'll wonder who the sucker really is. But it, it's not cheap, but it is effective, and it comes from the orchard industry. So you know it's safe. And the nice thing I like about it, especially if for other listeners who have suckers coming up from aspen trees or crabapple trees or sumac from maybe from the neighbor's yard, you can spray those suckers and it won't hurt the mother tree. 
Okay, okay. Well, in this case, the mother tree is uh, probably on its way out, uh -huh. okay? Yeah. It is aging. Uh, so that will not be a concern. Okay. Okay. Uh, so is there any, knowing that, is there anything else that I could do? Just a general purpose weed killer that would kill, you know, weeds in your lawn, like weed-free zone. Uh, is you know you can spray that as long as it's in the lawn. Uh, you you don't wouldn't want to use weed-free zone in amongst your perennials or or other trees or shrubs. Okay. And Roundup works too. Yeah. But again, you uh, you have to be careful not getting that spray on anything else, including your lawn and perennials and other shrubs. But sucker stopper or sucker punch you can use in the lawn. It won't hurt the lawn. Um, and it, uh, I believe you can use it in, in amongst your perennials and things. Okay. Well, uh, well, very good. I may sacrifice the, uh, some of the lawn grass that I have, uh, in order to get rid of them because they're, uh, yeah, it is overbearing. It, they can come up in profusion. You're exactly right. Yeah. Just keep in mind, the more leaves you have on these uh, on these small stems, the better the product will work, no matter what the product is. Yeah, don't don't pull the sucker and then spray the bloody stump because that doesn't work. I understand. I understand, and you mentioned that before. Okay. Well, that that sounds good, and uh, I enjoy your program very much. And thank you for the advice. Thanks for calling, Chuck. We appreciate it. Uh -huh. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. You bet. Now we have empty lines, and it's time to take a break. Well, we'll take a break, but first I want to tell everybody that along this date in 1953, of all things, the wiffle ball was invented. And where would we be without the wiffle ball? It has had no effect on my life whatsoever. Mothers like it because now their, their, their children can play ball inside. Well, we, we always destroyed. gave the kids Nerf balls. Yeah, Nerf balls. Yeah. He, he was interviewed last night on TV. Was he really? Of, an all, of all things, who's the guy that does uh, Get Her Done? Who, who is that guy? Oh, he's one <coughs> of those comedians, the redneck comedians. Yeah, redneck. Larry yeah. the Cable Larry Guy. Larry the yeah. Cable Guy. That's yeah. right. He, he was, I don't know, somewhere up in the, in the upper Midwest. And he found out this guy was in this town. He decided just to knock on his door and interview He invented the... He's also invented... Tons of other stuff. Oh, I'm no wh doubt. Which has never made it on the market. Oh, <laughs> but tons of. But he invented the Nerf ball. And he also inv in, in interviewed the guy, Mister Posted. Oh yeah, that was who has also accident. invented a lot of other stuff. Has never made it on the market. Yeah, but yeah. these are inventors. Both, uh, I think, are really rich today. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, we have to take a break. We'll be uh, back real soon. Right after this on Legends Eight Ten. Now that the weather is starting to warm up, you'll want to protect your ornamental and vegetable garden from various beetles, weevils, and borers, including Japanese beetles. And what better way to prevent these pests from destroying your garden than by controlling them when they're larvae? GrubGone is an easy-to-apply granule product that can be spread on your turf to successfully control grub invaders. Developed by Phylum Bioproducts from a naturally occurring bacteria, GrubGone is a non-chemical BT product that specifically targets only certain scarab pests. And it is safe to 
cues around bees and other beneficial insects. And it's a non-chemical choice for areas frequented by kids or pets. Yes, and if you already have beetles flying around your yard, Beetle Gone is an organic water dispersal powder that can be sprayed directly on your edible plants. And did I mention, it is certified for organic gardening. Find out more at phylumbioproducts.com. Phylum Bioproducts. Target the pest, not the rest. Are your hanging baskets, window boxes, and patio pots suffering from the dog days of summer? Have they lost that greenhouse fresh look? More than likely, they're starving for a little attention and some Fertilome General Purpose Triple 20 plant food. This easy-to-use, water-soluble fertilizer is like an all-you-can-eat buffet for your potted plants. The nutrients are immediately available for the plant roots to absorb, providing the fuel your plants need to produce lush, green foliage and a bigger, brighter flowers, guaranteed. Your houseplants will respond beautifully, too. So if you'd like to get back that greenhouse fresh look at your home, get out there and buy some Fertilome Triple 20 plant food from your local independent Fertilome dealer. It's guaranteed to grow healthy, happy plants or your money back. You'll find Fertilome Triple 20 at Jared's Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise guys sent you. Well, summer is in full swing now, and look who's back. Those nasty Japanese beetles, and they're ready to wreak havoc on your garden. If you're looking to successfully control Japanese beetles without damaging the environment, look no further than Beetle Gone from Phylum Bioproducts. Derived from a naturally occurring soil bacteria, Beetle Gone is the only organic solution that successfully controls those destructive beetle invaders. Just mix the powder with water and spray on your plants. Once ingested, they stop feeding and die. And since it's an organic BT product, rest assured it's a safe choice to use on your fruits and veggies in addition to your ornamental flowers and trees. Not only does Beetle Gone work on adult Japanese beetles, it is completely safe to use around beneficials such as ladybugs, butterflies, and bees. And it has no issues with water toxicity. Beetle Gone from Phylum Bioproducts. Target the pest and not the rest. You'll find Beetle Gone at your favorite independent garden center. And make sure you tell them that the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Why do I cringe every time someone says we are now in late summer? Maybe I just can't figure out where middle summer went. This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's Garden Ambassador. Okay, maybe we are in late summer, but that doesn't have to mean we stop planting, right? To inspire you to do just that, Tagawa's is holding our 39th anniversary sale. Almost everything in stock is marked down through next Thursday, August 14th. How about 40% off of perennials, including ornamental grasses and all of our roses? Richard, our fun-loving rose supervisor, actually brought in 200 brand new roses just for this sale. There are even more savings to be had store-wide. Annuals, herbs, trees and shrubs, houseplants, tools, and everything in our gift shop except our gourmet foods marked down 20% through this Thursday or while supplies last. We have lots of fall-friendly veggie starts that can go in the ground now and plenty of seeds that you can sow and still have a harvest before our first freeze. Our weather is expected to stay hot, but planting now is just fine as long as you harden off your new plants and pay attention to proper watering. Come see us at Tagawa's during our anniversary store-wide sale. We are your garden store and so much more. 
Summer savings is in the air at Nick's Garden Center and Farmer's Market. Take 30% off trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials, ornamental grasses, vines, and roses. Now is the time to plant, and we have a great selection. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff is here to help you design that beautiful garden you've always wanted. Planting and delivery are available. The time is ripe at our Farmer's Market. It's loaded with Colorado peaches, homegrown sweet corn and tomatoes, Rocky Ford cantaloupes, and lots more. Chili roasting is in full swing choose from mild medium hot and extra hot varieties from pueblo and hatch we are located two blocks north on Iliff on chambers road in aurora also visit us at nicksgardencenter.com <clears throat> somebody's pointing at me that means we're back on the air again hi folks you're listening to The Garden Wise Show with The Garden Wise Guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk here on Legends 810, now taking your phone calls about your gardening questions. Hey, guess what? Hello. Luann just texted me from Tagawa's yeah. and said that they just got in three new truckloads of perennials and they're 40% off. That doesn't even pay the, for the truck driver. No, it doesn't. 40% off through this next Thursday, which is the 19th. So don't pay attention to that last ad you heard that said the 14th, because that's today. Uh, through the 19th this Thursday, next week, 40% off all their perennials. I'm going to have to go out and get... And they're fresh. 40 of them. There you go. I went out there and checked personally. I walked through <laughs> them, and I felt them. I felt them up. And they're all fresh. They're all fresh. Okay. Might be a lawsuit coming. But, hey, there was a plenty of them to buy from and lots of beautiful stuff in full bloom. Uh, so, yeah, check out Tagawa's. 40% off their perennials through next Thursday. Hmm. And then after that, there's going to be 40% more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. No, don't, don't, don't listen to me. So don't, don't get caught like Jim does with his pants down. Yeah. All right, we've got, uh, we've got Steve waiting to talk to us about Snappy Dragons. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, gentlemen. What's going uh, on? Well, I had a lot of luck with snapdragons here. The deer don't like them. Uh, they uh, tolerate cold temperatures. Mm -hmm. uh, but with this recent heat that we've had, something has attacked them and uh, pretty much destroyed the foliage. Uh, what I'm observing on the underside of the leaves... It's orange. Well, a bunch of brown spots. All right, brown. Side. Okay. Yeah. That's called yeah. rust. Okay. Snapdragon rust. It's a fungus, right? Yeah. It is a fungus. And once that happens, they're pretty much done. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'd pull them out. I've been cutting them back to a few inches where I still have a healthy-looking green stem. Okay. Hoping they might, they might leaf out again. But do I need to treat the plants as well? I would, um, especially, you know, going forward into next year, uh, about midsummer, start treating them with a fungicide to prevent this from happening again. Uh -huh. um, now, that, is it an environmental thing where they get there's too much moisture, or is it just going to happen? I find that it's, it happens anyway. However... Um, what doesn't help the situation is <clears throat> is watering them in the evening, and uh, they go through the whole night in a wet condition. Right. <clears throat> so I'd water them in the morning so that they dry off completely by nightfall. Right. But I, you know, that's not going to eliminate it. 
You're still going to get it. It's airborne. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the plants that uh, where the stems look healthy, uh, some of them still have some green foliage, but I'm noticing the rust on even on the backsides of those. Leaves. Yes. Yes. Um, when uh, uh, some of these snapdragons that aren't too old may come back again in the spring. They may. It depends on how tough the winter is. Right, right. And, I've, you know, you got to keep them moist, and I add some extra mulch and, and so on. And mm-hmm. pre- pretty good survival rate on them. Um, and so uh, I was just going to, uh, you know, try to, rather than pull them out, uh, just cut them way back and, uh, and start mm-hmm. the, the fungicide. What do you recommend for the fungicide? I like the, the Fertilome Liquid Systemic. Okay. And be sure that you're going to spray them, spray up underneath the leaves as well. Right. And the systemic properties go through the leaves and not through the soil? Correct. Right. Okay. All right. And that, what was the name of it again? Fertilome is the brand. Mm-hmm. Liquid systemic fungicide. Okay, great. I will try that. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the call this morning. And from there, we're going to jump right out and talk to Dan about his apple tree. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, gentlemen. I have a situation where my apple tree is still giving me lots of apples and leafing out. I'm losing about 10% of the branches a year. <coughs> and I've got uh, a hole in the bottom of the trunk and up about five feet. And there's uh, carpenter ants eating the inside, so I know <coughs> something's dying in there. Yeah, your tree's on its last legs. <laughs> Thank you. And, and there's really nothing you can do about it. With, with rot inside the tree like that. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty simple. I'll just yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sorry. That's uh, There's no way of, of curing that. So if somebody comes out of here and says they can spray it for me for a couple hundred bucks, they're just giving me a line? Yes. Okay. Yeah. One more question, please. Um, I live in a neighborhood where we have a lot of trees that are about well, 45, 50 years old. A lot of the maples are dying. Is that from disease or normal life cycle? Are... Are the trees 40 or 50 years old? Yes. Uh, my first question would be, if I were there, I'd try to determine how much water they're getting. And, and do you know what kind of maples they are? Silver maple. Oh, silver maple. Yeah. That, silver maple is a water hog. And if they're not getting sufficient water, and we've had nothing but 90-plus degree days for I don't know how long now. We're, we're I think we're about to break some records about how many successive days we've had 90 degrees or above uh my guess is they're probably not getting enough water okay now i i cut the dead stuff out about 30 percent of the tree last year yeah and um the rest of it uh, come back but i'm getting some uh, brown on the on the edges of the leaves what does that yeah mean? that's another indication they're not getting enough water maybe some deep root water in the well i tell me how they're being watered now uh, just from the uh, the sprinkler system. On All the right, the sprinkler system is on how many times a week? Uh, it's on three days a week, uh, 25 minutes twice of those days, so it's got six cycles. So almost an hour total each day that it's right. on. Yeah, but just three three days. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I have trouble doing the math in my head here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any times three. Have you any idea exactly how much water you're putting down with, uh, let's say, a day's worth of watering? No. Uh, I think you ought to find out first. If you have, um, find somebody in the neighborhood that has a, that has a cat. And ask them to save some of their cat food cans. Uh, 
Okay. And uh, set those out around your lawn and, and then turn the water or just let the lawn water itself for at least a day. And then you go out there with a ruler and measure how deep the water is in each one of those cans. On a level surface, of uh, course. Yeah, you want to make sure it's level. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, if it's not adding up to close to two inches a week, then your trees aren't, aren't getting near to, nearly enough water. And also keep in mind that when the trees were younger, they had a smaller root system, they had a smaller top, they didn't need as much water. <clears throat> With each successive year, they get bigger, they, their water needs go up. So as they get bigger and older, they're going to need more and more water, but their root system continues to expand. And you may not be watering in the area where the roots, where, where some of the roots are. Might be in your neighbor's yard. Okay. Thank you. Are you still there? I'm still, I'm still okay. here. I don't have anything else for you, gentlemen. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, that, yeah, that's probably enough for now. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you much. Yeah, uh, folks, if your if your trees are suffering, especially maples, oh, almost any tree, um, measure how much water you're putting down on a week on a week basis. And if it's not close to two inches, it ain't enough. Your tree may not die this year, but it's 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 now under stress, and it's going to be subject to insects and other diseases coming in. Um, which will affect the tree. And that's, that's part of what's causing the yellowing leaves. The yeah, the probably. Iron, what, yeah. what a lot of places call iron <clears throat> chlorosis. Yep. You know, all the, all the nutrients a tree, any plant, absorbs through the root system has to be dissolved in water. If the water's not there, the nutrients can't get into the tree or the plant. It's and pretty, then you start pretty to simple. See, yeah. Then you start to see nutrient deficiencies. And it's not because the nutrients aren't there. It's because they aren't dissolved in water because there's not adequate moisture. All right, enough said for this week. Uh, next week, we'll be back with more uh, two hours more of answering your garden questions. So save them up. I'm sure you can come up with a couple between now and then. And in the meantime, thank you for listening and participating in the show. Uh, as always, keep that shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. Check out our Facebook page for all the uh, a lot of things we talk about here on Saturday morning is you'll find uh, pictures at least uh, of what we're talking about, uh, including the last two echinaceas I found. Um, what else? What, oh, yes, we are also available on podbean.com if you want to check out our show and, and, um, and, and, and hear it again. And also, we're going to be here tomorrow, too, from 7 to 9. The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.